that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck off and die. Silence like that of a Sicario coming to slit your throat right behind you, dude. Do these come Don't off get the Sicar- cuff? Because the episodes keep starting this way, and I, you're I, just like fucking, <laughs> you're on the ball. I, you're a professional I know exactly. podcaster. I know how to do it, dude. So no, I, the entire time we're watching this movie, I kept going, "Oh no, Beeb, he's gonna get Sicarioed." Oh no, and then I <laughs> the like Sicario I pretended to sic- I pretend I pretended to Sicario the dog. I was oh, like, I'm a Sicario the dog." You are a Sicario. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. This is the Golden Cinema Knowledge Podcast. Uh, that's Jordan, the Silent Whisper Sicario Howard over <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, dude. I am the I am the Benicio. He's dude. drinking his, drinking oh, yeah. his glass of blue. What is me, that? M- me and Benicio's got the same body. Uh, if you if you you go look, it's uh, it's not it's window washer fluid. <laughs> it looks like it, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, you might be wondering why we keep saying Sicario and Benicio. Uh, today no. we're talking about Denis news movie Arrival, starring Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, uh, just we're talking about his other movie. Do you, do you have <laughs> that other one that I he know. said like ten times? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that bit? I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he's a great director, man. He's a great director. Do you know it's your turn this week? So everybody out there in podcast land, uh, every week on this, on this beautiful show, if this is the first one you're watching. Hey, if it is, thank you. I hope, I hope, I hope there's one new person out there today listening or watching this one. If so, this one's for you, Tim. Oh, just in case. It probably is. Just in case. Tim. Go to our Patreon and that is just Tim. We'll have a, we should, I'm going to make a, a Tim, Tim tier. Yeah, Tim just, tier. Just, just for Tim's. We'll just make it uh, the same as the top tier, but just $1 but cheaper. Just for, t- just yeah, for all the Tim's yeah, out there. The Tim discount, dude. Uh, Hell yeah. It's my turn it's, to but what? But it is your turn. Did you, did you write a synopsis this time? I or? actually did. Yes. I'm okay, such we're back to good, true form. I'm a, such a good boy. The question is, can I get to it? <laughs> I don't know, man. I wrote you got it internet a, over there? Yeah, but I put it on my Google Docs, and I don't know how to get to that from my phone yet. I got a new phone. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I got to download it? Dude, do you know what's fun? In this movie, uh, this Sicario, they say they're like, uh, all the like army men are like, stay frosty. And he said that in Aliens, dude. Do you think James Cameron and Denise Villeneuve got together and were like, hey, this is a good, this is a good line. <laughs> I'm just gonna start using it in my daily life because I like. It. I know I do. Yeah, at work I'm like, do you want that hot or stay frosty? All right, shut up. <laughs> I mean, just kidding. Stay frosty. So, uh, I didn't give this a, a second over. So let's see. I might be a little rusty. I'm not doing well. So we love it. Yeah. Uh, Sicario, directed by Denis Villeneuve and written by Taylor Sheridan, follows Kate, a badass FBI agent played by Emily Blunt, as she's drafted into a special multi-departmental investigation into the cartel just south of the border. Matt, an ambiguous an, an ambiguous and aloof CIA agent, heads up the operation with his quiet and dangerous acquaintance, Alejandro, played by Benicio del Toro. 
following some questionable tactics, they go into Juarez to extract a high-value prisoner and smuggle him back to the U.S. Kate, mostly being kept in the dark, is shaken by the brazen illegality of the operation. After Alejandro and Matt torture the suspect off-screen, they learn of a secret drug tunnel, uh, drug-running tunnel. Meanwhile, Kate, trying to do the things by the book, almost gets killed by a crooked cop she starts investigating. Matt and Alejandro convince her their way is right, and with the backing of her own boss, she gets the go-ahead to continue with their arbitrary plans of disrupting the cartel's operations in order to bring their top guy out of hiding. It works, and Alejandro tracks the main boss back to his house after dismissively killing a cop who just so happens to be a regular old family man. Uh, Alejandro breaks into the Don's house. Uh, it is revealed earlier that his entire family was brutally killed by the cartel years ago, so Alejandro returns the favor by killing the Don's family right in front of him, then the man himself. It ends with Alejandro, who was taken, who has taken a liking to Kate, threatening her to sign off on the legality of their mission as she is acting as a liaison of sorts. She begrudgingly submits. The film ends with the dead cop's family back in Mexico, trying to go about their lives as violence continues on around them, showing that despite the team's effort to enact meaningful change by any means necessary, nothing really changes at all. Oof. Real dude. So hopefully that was bearable. I feel like that was better than that, 10 straight minutes of so, trying to like. That's so much nicer. <laughs> being like, so, and then there's this guy and then there's this other yeah. guy and he, well, he does not really important. So don't worry about that guy. We're going to, uh, and, then, and then Alejandro. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That was very concise. I like, I feel like I kind of, cause this movie's not really that difficult to follow, but I definitely, some motive issues like i some plot struggle to motive the first really, time is really difficult yeah i really str- i feel like a lot of people do struggle the first time i mean i don't know you'll have to tell me your first reaction because my first time i was like trying so hard to like because they spell out a lot of shit for you there's a lot of like operational type dialogue and you know obviously i'm not a fucking navy seal or anything i, I know it's surprising looking at my body you think i was but yeah, or you know, I, stay frosty. It's like, I know that seems pretty important. <laughs> stay frosty. Uh, uh, I'm a Navy SEAL. Jordan's a Sicario, obviously, but we do a <laughs> yeah, podcast as our side hustle. But uh, the, the first time watching it, I was like, okay, so like they're, they're saying all this shit. What's going on? Like, what's the plan? Like, what's the and then obviously, since we're following Kate as like the protagonist, she's like doesn't know some stuff. So information slowly gets leaked to us, but it's still all pretty vague but that that's the point because that's like what they're doing doesn't really have like an ultimate purpose until it kind of does you know what i mean so but uh what was your because this is your first time watching it right so walk us walk us through this is like my second or third time um walk us through and tell us what were your expectations what was your first uh, impressions okay so i i went into this knowing it, it like it had a lot of odds stacked against it for myself personally just like true personal opinions like this hype. Is not a movie there's not a movie i care about no just 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 context this is so denise villain is like like one of my favorite top 10 directors of all time everything i've seen by him i am i'm floored and i like he can his balance is is flawless and so i was like i was like this movie came out and I went, Oh, cool. He directed a, a, a kind of like, you know, an intense border show cop show. And I was like, 
whatever. I don't. It's just not something I care about. Even though it's like, even though it has his pull as a director, I still just kind of was like, nah. I, I like skipped over it the whole time. I get what you're going so, for because that that is what stopped it from being a five star movie for me. I rated it four and a half right. stars on Letterbox, and that half star <laughs> Which is wild. It, but yeah. I, I think it's maybe his best movie. Uh, but second <laughs> best probably in my mind. This. But that half <laughs> that half star, I'm going to let you get back to it, but that half star is fully, I'm like, you know, the content of it doesn't really ring for me. Uh, the type of movie it is, like I think it does everything great, but the type of movie it is is not something I would normally be like head over heels about. Well, can I just tell you, the number one suggested movie it, if you liked this movie is American Sniper. So I just like, I don't know, you know, it clearly, I understand. It's just, that's kind of the, it's, it, oh. where, got it. I mean, my, the only comparison I really want to like draw is the Coen brothers and they do no country for old men. And I feel like they took, they took like Anton Chigar and they made that archetype for Alejandro. And they like they wanted him to be, they wanted him to fit that kind of like, that intimidating, and that quiet brooding, and that like pure just pure assassination and like flawless like diction, and like I it it happens, but I think I just I like was frustrated that's, because I found it so predictable. That's it was, weird. It was weird. I I don't they, agree. I don't agree with that assessment well, at all. And see, that's what's wild though, because like the dude, there's so many like. There's so many I, scenes. I'm like Alejandro and Anton Sugar could not be more different in my mind. Well, see, that's what's wild. I no, cause see, no, no, no. I think they are different. Yes, but I feel as I was watching this movie, I felt like they were just that was the that was like the archetype they were trying to portray from him and his his intimidation tactics. And then, like, I'm actually the and the reason I'm even more frustrated is like originally Alejandro was written to be more charismatic. How, how much more charismatic? I'm not hundred percent sure. I didn't get too deep into it, but the, they like in an interview, uh, Sheridan or whatever, what the hell's the writer's name? Yeah. Taylor yeah. Sheridan. So, and sadly, I, mean, I normally, I normally don't even, uh, mention the writers, unfortunately, unless it's extra important. Uh -huh. But, when I first saw this movie, I saw it because of Taylor Sheridan, not Denis Villeneuve. I did not really know who Denis Villeneuve was when I saw this movie. I saw it because I liked Taylor Sheridan at that point, kind of. Because uh, right. I had seen, because Wind River had just Hell. come out, and so I went back and watched Sicario, and I liked Hell or High Water, which, having rewatched a second time, go listen to that episode, Hell or High Water, uh, this it doesn't hold up as good on a second rewatch, but the first time I watched it, I really liked it, and so I'm like, oh, it's the same right. guy who wrote those movies, like Sicario, uh, and then Sicario ended up being my favorite of the bunch. Wind River's okay, but then since then, Taylor Sheridan is a fucking hack. <laughs> I mean, he's right. I mean he's okay, but like uh, those who wish me dead was awful, uh, and then I think Yellowstone, which he created is or helped create at least, it was is also was pretty right, yeah. is pretty awful. But yeah. uh, anyway, 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 back it up. Uh, but it just, I could see. So anyways, I could see no, that. Just, well, let me get. Let me with, get to his scene with Alejandro's I was, I was character. I could see that Alejandro was supposed to be more charismatic and talkative, and I was like, "Oh, that'd actually be kind of fun to see a character that isn't." Because it's like he he plays these like everyone had their like they were all they were all they were all like they were all written 
it is everyone felt so written like especially josh brolin's character felt like like every one liner he had i was like oh yeah i saw that coming like it was just so weird like his like his style of like him being like he's like the wild card of the bunch and like he's kind of that like he wants I, to he see wants i to, think he's the charisma he rule. yeah right, it's not like particularly <sighs> but, deep or anything because the main character of this no. movie the protagonist is alejandro Right. It's not I, even. Yeah. It's not even Emily I think, Blunt. I think really. Emily, Emily it's just Blunt. So Emily Blunt right. just. Well, yeah, exactly. Emily Blunt is just our surrogate, and so we we get to like we get to view. That's the only way this movie built tension is through her, and so because that's that's what sucks is like when Emily Blunt left, when Alejandro at the end when he goes and he confronts the guy, I like n- there's no tension. I feel nothing. Like when he goes and he like kills him, and then it's like frustrating. Like the scene just. I don't know. He like he's like finish your meal, and then he shoots him like immediately. And there's a there was a scene beat when they're talking, and he mentions his his wife and daughter, the the Don guy or whatever, the main guy. And I like I thought it'd been so cool if he killed him right there. Like I just I don't know. There's certain there's times where I'm like, oh, it would have really like surprised me for the structure of this scene. But the scene played out exactly how I expected it to. Yeah. And I and this is this is like this is I mean no well, fault on like well that's one of my. I, I get it because that's one of my only other gripe. My literally my only other gripe is that scene felt like it was from a sort of a different movie. Like yeah, it did, I it did, it. it didn't really. I I still liked it, but I like it because it sheds light on the only real interesting character, which is Alejandro, and is like more about yeah. his f- finality arc, which is like slowly revealed in the movie that it's like he's the one with the arc you know what i mean well, see and i feel like i feel like it wasn't slowly revealed see that's the thing in the original script you find out you find out more about his backstory earlier on and i like i think it would be more punctuated to ha- to be like to get little breadcrumbs of his life and then you don't need because dude it's a it's a really it's really like i just can't believe how like how blatant it is where they do the tunnel scene she catches him, you know, he shoots her, he comes back, and then Josh Brolin, like, beats her up, and literally Josh Brolin goes, like, goes, like, you know, chill out, baby, he, his, his family got killed, and his daughter, in a vat of acid, yeah, <laughs> like, that's the, that's, like, the dialogue is, like, in a vat of acid, uh... yeah, and it, like, and then it, like, cuts, and it's, like, him, and, like, I don't know that he's, he, you know, he thinks so he's a cop. there's, like, hostage. there's, like, three or four other it, scenes before that that talk about it, that allude to it, there's, that, there, there's one whole scene where they literally is like, sorry, what happened to your family? He was a prosecutor. Like, they bring up him being a prosecutor right. early on. And about, but I don't know, when he so, talks to that guy. I, I mean, by the time, by the time, approach. like, the but only reason Josh Bowling's character. That I don't know. The, yeah, Josh Bowling's I don't know if it's a reveal. reveal. I think it's, for me, it was just details. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's people, like, he's given the gory details for, like, a shock factor for Emily Blunt's character to justify Alejandro's motivations. Because him just them arbitrarily dying is not as extreme. I don't know. It it works. I think I think it works. I think it's a little bit extra for Josh Brolin, though. I agree a little bit. Like that's just his character. Because that's the first time in the movie we see him mad, and so I buy it because the whole time that's why I used aloof in my my description because he's so just like. Oh, yeah. We're just. I wear flip flops to this fucking high Uh board meeting. You know what I mean. And we're just, yeah. like, interrogating these fucking, uh, you know, illegals and shit. Like, whatever. It's all chill, bro. But then, like, when she punches him, he, like, loses his shit. And I feel like that's – I feel like he's like, yeah, the way he says that, it's like – I feel like that's Josh Brolin trying to be like, how's this guy who's so chill and cool all the time? 
it's like he's showing the cracks in his, like, that's such a face that he puts on. I'm interested to watch this. I, I still want to watch the sequel. I heard it's okay. Um, I just didn't have any interest because no Denis Villeneuve is in it, didn't direct I'm just, it. I'm just curious. But, I, I, but I I'd, be int- that, uh, I'd be interested Deacons. to see. No, I, I mean, it looks good. I, I heard it's still technically dude, pretty good, but. Yeah. Well, I heard I, the script funny. is I didn't also know, a mess. But. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know Deacons shot this. And when it showed some, like, uh, like panning and airplane shots, I really was like, I'm like, I wonder. I was, it, it's funny how, like, he does have a mark, dude. He has such a, like, He's got a look, quality, right? I don't know yeah, he's got such a look that, like, I, I, like, for a second, I was like, I was like, oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Because I think he did, he did Blade Runner. So, like, I was just kind of like, oh, did they have a relationship already before Blade Runner? Did he do it? Do you and know so, if he did any of other of Villeneuve's movies? I don't movies? know if he did Arrival or anything. I haven't looked. I didn't look at those. Because all, anyway, all of Villeneuve's movies. I have such a. They're so oh, good cinematography. A, they're fucking. Well, he he but, knows what he's doing with the camera too. Hundred like percent. Like he clearly knows what he wants. But like his movies. That's the thing. His it's a technical like the look of this movie and even honestly the performances and the acting and like each like the tension that's built. It's it's all five star. It's all five star, baby. Like it's like it's really good. He knows what he's doing. So like. It's just kind of one of those things, like, this is like watching, like, I don't want to watch The Hurt Locker. Like, I don't care about those kind of movies, you know? I don't really care about this kind of, like, movie. Yeah, but the, like, I feel like the that's... story I can't connect to. I get so, it. Like, technically, it's great. Did you watch it on your phone? But, no, you watched it, it with, your, with your fiancé. I, uh, because it's like, it, it's like, I, I don't know, that's like, defi- to me, that's like missing the point. Because it's like, I, I get it. No, I get where you're coming from, but it's yeah, like, like, a lot of people... Uh, I feel like a lot of the criticism come to this movie. I was on Reddit afterwards, and uh, a lot of people are like, oh, this is like, you know, um, your typical, yeah, like the Hurt Locker or American Sniper, which are, those are not necessarily like big pro-military movies. Like, they have a message about, like, but if you're are, at, if they you're, are pro. Sort this of. Is, this is definitely pro. This is definitely pro. No, like, I don't think so at all. This, this seems like such a hardcore criticism of it in me. Like, and I think mm. that's where, I think maybe that's why I get more out of it. Cause it's just like, if it, if I felt it was pro and very much like, look at those boys getting it done. I would be like, Oh, that, I hate, I, I hate funny, this. Just, like, I think, it, I think it can have, it can have both, but it's like, well, it's interesting that end, that's the, the perspective. Cause I, I don't think I one think is like, right or wrong. You know what I mean? It's just interesting. Sure. Right. Right. And I just, I, the only reason I think it's like, I don't know. I guess it's just hard for me to, to get involved in it because like emily like we ha- i have to be emily blunt's character in this movie and like every step of the way like the second the second she take she's in the board meeting to take the to take like the assignment and she's apprehensive and she but she doesn't like make questions and so it's like okay i understand that's her character she's kind of she's a little timid she's like she's seasoned i mean they even talk about that they brief it a little bit like right she's like she's somewhat seasoned but she's still kind of new she's like per- she's the perfect scapegoat or whatever you know she's like the perfect perfect person to have and then you find out later like the larger structure of it that she's she's there just to sign paperwork so they can get through the legality it's so weird how they like they kind of do that where yeah, they're like oh so... you're there you're there for legality but yet they're like we're doing nothing nothing's gonna be legal yeah it's, like, it's just so the cia like, Why is she there? the whole dude literally the entire movie when she accepts this assignment I'm I'm like why is she there? And then like and then just keeps going and it like literally it's like I'm like she like doesn't want to be there and like her instincts are telling her to leave but then I guess it's just like that's what we're supposed her character is just like she gets manipulated enough by Matt that like 
that like he's like oh it's it's for the greater good you're gonna you know you're gonna be a good cop if you do this and so she like she's like okay i'll, I'll go along with it still but like there's so many times like after the after the scene which is which is obviously the greatest scene of the whole movie is the the border crossing scene when you know when that yeah rolls they first yeah they first have to kidnap that dude anyways it's like that like after that scene she still agrees to continue going on even though she's like doesn't want to or you know doesn't do it and that just right there for me i was like i just didn't feel justified enough for her to stay and i and that's i don't know these are like these are just like yeah they're just criticisms in the movie where i'm like I, I don't know. It's fine, though. I guess it's like... It's fine. Uh, it's just... it depends on what you would, like, see right. as acceptable because it's like, I kind of get it because her motivation is like, oh, she like I feel like she's more, like, trying to convince herself that it's good. So I don't think she's actually... Like, she is manipulated by Matt. I don't think she's fully buying it, but she keeps telling herself pers- from a personal perspective of, a, like, oh, this is how I do real change. Like, this is... is what are we doing? We're not doing any real cause, but that, but more importantly, that's her just trying to convince herself because she knows it feels wrong. Cause she has to set her own morality on it, but it's like, that's why she's so wigged out when she gets the AOK from her direct supervisor. That's like, if you think you're stepping out of bounds, you're not this do this. Like you're getting the AOK from the higher ups. This is what we do. This is how the war on drugs and the war on crime and like all that and everything dealing with that. Uh, shakes out now, and it's like you know, get get real, and she just can't let that go. And so I think her trying to do all that stuff is to convince, like she wants to be by the books and be this like, oh, that's how I get ahead in the world is by doing it right. And then she keeps trying to be like, no, no, it's fine, it's good. Like, but that's not the case, even though everyone's telling her like, no, it's cool, and that's why it kind of ends on that note too, where it's like. It's cool, but it's it's not. She knows it's not, but she does it anyway because the system, that's the system that she spent her whole career right. getting into. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dude, the, the end scene, though, is is pretty cool. Like, that's it's a great scene when he's, like, you know, sign it and stuff. But, uh, I mean, it's a little, like, it's a little, I don't know. I Dude, I don't know, man. I feel, I feel bad because I'm, like, I don't want to, like, I'm not shitting on the performers. It's just not my movie that I can... Like that is like that's the last thing to take from it is like I'm not I'm not no no like no criticizing it's, anyone who likes it. I, no, nah, it's cool like, to have an like, opinion. You're not I, saying this movie is objectively bad or anything. It's no, subjectively you no, no, didn't no, no. enjoy it, and that's I want right. I want that. Obviously, and, we want right. disdaining opinions because first of all, we never have them. We, it's like know, it's right, like one in rarely. it's like one in every that's fifteen like a, episodes no, it's, we have it's a different opinion. Me, it's making me like really confused because I'm like I'm like did I did we miss watch something? the same I movie honestly but though I don't, I don't feel like I missed anything though that's what that's what sucks I was watching it and I was like I'm like okay I'm I like I was trying to be I will in, enthralled and, I will like, say I was trying to get into it and I like couldn't get into it I'm I'm like if I saw it in theaters I think I'd have a different opinion because it yeah. definitely it definitely like there's there are scenes especially like that there's so many little details and there's so much like the audio and the music come yeah. together and oh, the yeah. fully and ev- all the sound design and everything about it come together and i'm like ah, i feel like i feel like it just it fell a little flat for me and so i feel like i, I didn't see it in theaters uh i didn't see it in theaters but i i kind of agree because my first viewing of this i liked it a lot uh like let me let me rephrase i really liked it but 
I kind of felt the same way as you. Like, I felt like it was, like, fine overall, but what I really enjoyed that really stuck with me was the really great sequences that were edited really well right. together. Like, it's all the technical shit that stuck yeah. with me. I'm like, the score and the fucking, the editing and, like, the tension and stuff like that. Like, I didn't, I don't remember any of the characters' names. Like, I didn't give a fuck about any of their stories. I didn't, <laughs> right, like... Right. You know what I mean? I don't fucking know what... I couldn't explain the plot to you after I just was like, no, this movie's vibes all the way. That was my initial opinion. But, like, on it... And it, so I would have probably rated it three and a half or four stars if you would have asked me last week. Uh, I would have said, like, oh, yeah, this is Villeneuve. Like, it's really good, but I probably prefer most of his other movies. Like, I prefer Prisoners. I prefer a lot of those. Uh, but having rewatched it, it clicks a lot better for me about like what the movie's trying to say and but also just like it normally this would bother me because it's like normally I would consider it like maybe a pacing issue but it's 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 well connected and it's well good pacing but like this movie is like 90% just fucking awesome sequences you know what I mean there's the whole sequence at the house at the beginning which is fucking sick there's all the border crossing stuff. I, I guess it's like I almost wish that they, the tunnel. Didn't, they didn't have an Emily Blunt character. They didn't have her because I just I feel like I still would have had the same like impact and enjoyment if I just like if she was just I just oh man I don't know it's just probably her character just kind of bothered me a little bit. Yeah, you know? if they would have comes down to like I just feel like that I feel like a few fixes where it would have been cool. It just felt like everyone was so stuck in their archetype. So, like, it felt written. Everyone felt so written. Like, I was, it felt very predictable for everybody's character. And, like, I knew, I knew how it was going to end. And even when, like, he goes back, and I didn't know, you know, clearly I don't know, like, the fine details, obviously, but it's like him going back and confronting her. It, like, felt, dude, it's so funny. It just, I keep going to No Country because it, his character really felt like when he's like, sign it. Like, it just, he had this, like, like, call it, call it. Like, he was, it felt like the same pacing and he had the same, like, the same demeanor and I, yeah. the same like delivery. He's, he's got the cadence. He's got the cadence, the cadence. for sure. But like, right. and so Anton Chigurh like is a full blown self interested psychopath, and it's like, but I feel <laughs> I like Alejandro is like he's so much more of a sympathetic character, and he shows full blown empathy like several times, uh, especially with Kate. And so I think that's like, I if anything, I wish that that relationship was more developed because it's like Alejandro's the main yeah. character. And, I mean, the movie's called Sicario, which is what he is, essentially. He just kind of goes just to fuck these guys up, and he doesn't. He works for whoever does it because he's just an agent of right. chaos. Uh, with he, his works own for both, he works for both sides, he, or any side. He works for he any works side. For he works for any side <laughs> as long as it hurts his enemy, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I agree that I wish, uh, instead of following Emily Blunt's character, it would have just kind of, like, been more with him, but I also feel like it maybe wouldn't have been as effective if I'm just like, here's his I, yeah, whole I get, story. I get we need we need like an anchor. Yeah. You know, I understand. I understand her. I just I guess it's like I don't know. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, do, it and, does and, feel and like a snip of like this flabber, world. Like this is just, just a part of it. You yeah, know what I mean? But it just I don't know. And she then, saw a glimpse, and then this is like you're catching just just the uh, you know the climax of Alejandro's arc, which feels weird. Yeah, it feels weird, but actually, that doesn't really bother me as much. And I'm like, I don't really mind. It was kind of interesting, even to have like a liked showing. I mean, it's kind of, I kind of think it's like pandering a little, a little like, 
not a little forced, I guess, if you will, showing the like the the cop, poli- the the like border cop, the 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 actual like Mexico cop guy, and yeah. showing hey like he has a son and like to show him, and then it's like it's almost because like that's where I mean that's where I mean it like it feels very pro to me, like pro cop and like pro like drug like we need like drug enforcement because that cop was working and then he kind of just like aimlessly dies and i understand you can just like you can you can explain that away as like he just got caught up in this thing he's he was doing something that's you know that i feel it's dangerous he's in a dangerous world (laughs) yeah and so he gets killed aimlessly i just kind of feel like his death was like kind of point it was pointless to build his life up but for him to die his whole well that's the whole thing his sequence his whole sequence said better uh, the same exact thing that All Quiet on the Western I, Front tried to say in a whole movie, where it's yeah. just like your life, your whatever, who you are, you're a person too, is inconsequential at the end of the yeah. day. But no. and and I get that it does feel a little heavy handed. I like, like you're saying heavy handed, yeah. But, I, but I liked it though. I do. It's like that's the thing. It's like that comes that's where it is. It's like it's, I think that comes back that stuff. if they didn't have that. Then it would be much more jarring to jump between characters because I feel like they needed they needed it for the pacing, if anything. Like yeah. they could have cut his story out and told his message in a much simpler way, but it's like the fact that they jumped to his character makes it okay to then jump to Alejandro's character away from our quote unquote anchor character mm-hmm. of Emily Blunt because if we didn't have him, then it'd be weird. So I do think that it's like, and again, it doesn't really bother me in this movie, but normally that would bother me. Like from a screenwriting perspective, it would bother me that's, that's that it's I mean. like, like it jumps to him, so it jumps to them, but um, it's just a series of sequences. Like I feel like it pretty much comes together. But when did you? What year did you see this? Did you see this in like sixteen or fifteen? Or yeah, like, it was like shortly. 15, right? It was like I think. It was it was, like I said, I think it was when I watched Wind River, which was like 2016, 2017. So you saw it? Yeah, you saw it a couple years after. So yeah, I saw it like a year or two afterwards. And I feel like that. I don't know. I feel like that might have maybe. I don't know if I would take such parallels. I mean, we just did. We did a, you know, go listen to our No Country episode. We did, I like, think it's just because Josh Brolin's in both of them. And, <laughs> just oh, kidding. no, that was, no, but really, though, having Josh Brolin in it and then having, like, this archetype that, like, from the beginning, I was like, oh, he kind of feels like well, that. Well, Taylor, feels like Taylor Sheridan, he basically, so the yeah. Coen bros, No Country for Old Men kind of kick-started the whole, like, neo-anti-Western genre for the the tw- that came out in the 2010s, Taylor Sheridan is a direct like he saw No Country for Old Men and was like, yeah, dude, that's my fucking him. that's my fucking calling. And then he went and made, yeah. you know, uh, Hell or High Water, Hell and then this water. and because these are all like definitely oh a fuckload to No Country, and then No Country was a fuckload to like Eastwood and whatever, you know what I mean? But like, so I I see where you're coming from. I totally see where you're coming. From. I disagree yeah. about the Alejandro character, but I do see. I feel like Benicio del Toro definitely was trying. Like his acting might have been trying to like be more scruff. Um, then because he's like, I'm a tortured. Instead of being like, I'm a psychopath, he's like, I'm a tortured soul. That's only. I'm just so full of rage and out for vengeance, which, which I get. But it's like that's not the focus. If that was the focus. Uh, and I'm like, I'm writing a story right now that has a similar character as like someone who's just like kind of similar to Alejandro's character, like just full of all this, just like unbridled rage. But it's like, that's not the focus of Sicario really. So it just kind of like, it's just a part of it. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's like the sum of its parts is this movie. 
for sure. Like, I think all together, if you look at any one, like, technically, I think it's a masterpiece from, like, all the technical elements. But if you That's look what at, I'm yeah, yeah, if you look at it from, like, a screenplay right, or a structure, flawless. it's like any one piece would be, like, enough to, like, I don't know, something about it. It, like, it works together, kind of, like, it's, me- it's messiness really works for it for me. I don't know. I do think uh, the messiness, like, I was frustrated by that more the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, I'm like, that's the point. Sure. And, I mean, I can, I can like, I, get, I can fully, you know, see that and agree with that. That was that. It is the point of it. It's like, even if the script, I guess the script just feels, the feels just, feels very simple, which is just fine. Like, that's, it, yeah, like. The characters it, it are pretty, work. pretty simple. Like, I, I'm rooting for right. Kate, but I'm not like. It's because I, know, I think I Emily that. Blunt does. I'm like, I'm rooting for her, I guess. You know, she's just like, her life is her job, I guess. And she sure. she never, I mean, she is, doesn't right. even put on deodorant. And so uh-huh. Daniel right, 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 Kaloa, yeah. uh, yeah. who I forgot, because uh, when <laughs> I saw this movie, I didn't Why? know who he was. Right. But, but now I'm so, like. Or, yeah, when I watched it this time, I was like. I was like, oh, this is so, like, it's cool to see him. And then I literally was like, I was like, oh, so he's going to be in this for three minutes. Because I didn't even know he was in this movie. <laughs> and I'm glad, and I'm glad they, well, no, they bring him back in the second half quite a bit. But I'm glad they did. <laughs> he's He's got he's like, like he's got like 45 like, minutes of runtime. Did we watch the same movie? I'm losing no, my mind no. over here. <laughs> he's in like, no, dude, he's in like six scenes max. <laughs> I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. He's in I, like, he's in like gonna, a, yeah, a third of the movie. He's in like. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've, given, we've read him 45 minutes. I'm going to look. He's, is, in, he's in 45 minutes of this movie. He's. I bet you he's in a half an 16 hour. 16 minutes. <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> I'll give you 16 minutes. Uh, I'll split the difference. Let's call it 22 minutes. 20, yeah. <laughs> I think he's in 22 uh, minutes. Uh, and I'm glad they brought him back. But if anything, that was the most like oh, he served no purpose other than I, I yeah. like that he's there because well, I like his screen like, presence. But that's and then it. when the dude... Well, it's so it's weird. I guess like the only reason he exists. There, I know, dude. I love him. Well, he's uh, trying only, to be. He's trying to be like even more the straight man to like. He's he, yeah, he's, he's the saying the shit like, that rational. Emily Blunt's character should be saying. Right is like, and, yo, get us on the fucking same page, or we walk. What, yeah. But that's what kind of. But that's what kind of bums me out. Is like, it like even you. I can tell that Emily Blunt's character is kind of like she's. I mean, she's getting like, kind of enraptured or not, it's just like what is it like. Em, em, emboldened like and empowered and and kind of seeing like oh this is like josh brolin's getting things done even though it's it's giving me ptsd it's like it's like even though this is like really crazy and it's like and it kind of like it traumatizes her and it gets her yeah like, to, she to like she along. feels like I, it's I, I proactive and everything right but... exactly exactly and so when when like and having daniel clue come back and then get made fun of by josh brolin's character and like have him like having him be like you know, having him say rational things, but then like everyone else around him be like, "Oh, that doesn't work." And then they like, and then they throw in that like arbitrary. I, that part confused me a little bit, but I think I, I think I understood. Like, there was just when she goes into the bank, then there's like a crooked cop, right? That's like on Arizona side or whatever, and that's that. That's the Ted character or whatever the dude. Yeah, John Bernthal, like, which I did not remember that. Part. See, that's no, the thing. I like that. Yeah. I wish that section was kind of bigger. Uh. Because I really liked I, that scene, but I, I did not his, I, remember it at all. Oh, I'm sure because it's very, for, it's very quick. It's and it just, fast, like, and it's just, and it, and it's, it's just, just kind to of like teach our lesson. It's too convenient. <laughs> I know, yeah. right? It's really, and I think that's that scene is just there to 
to build more trust to like Matt and to like to get you know to get her more into that their side of like business. But that's that's what movies yeah. do, homie. Like every movie I does. I understand. That. I understand. <laughs> I just didn't care. That's I guess that's that's my, fair. That's that's my ending. that's where I'm like well, I get it. Uh, see, so, I get it because yeah. it's like I feel like as a regular moviegoer, you go to the movies and you 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 attach to one or two things. You attach to. Uh, either characters, so you want to see a character get through these trials and tribulations, or you attach to a plot, like this has an interesting story, where's it going? Uh, this movie doesn't really have either of those things. Like, the plot yeah. is kind of messy, it, yeah. it's undescribed, it's secondary. The character characters are pretty much the same, are sort of secondary. So, I can get, like, I, I think that I only liked it originally. Like, I'm surprised more people liked it, like the general audiences. Because I feel like people liked it, kind yeah. of. But I'm surprised because this seems like more like, oh, a cinephile would like this, or uh, like a hardcore right winger that doesn't understand it. Those <laughs> yeah, are the two people he, that like this. That's the vibe. Well, that's that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's Taylor Sheridan later. But I yeah. feel like that's kind of the cracks because that's the writing. But I think Denis Villeneuve takes it and gives it the actual themes, gives the actual like tone of the movie of like. We're just fucking, we're just throwing, we don't know what we're doing. We're just, th- at this point, it's chaos. We're just throwing a handful and seeing what hits because we don't know what else to do. And we will not admit, admit defeat ever. We'll never say that we're wrong ever. You know what I mean? And, and so to me, that seems like more of a criticism. Uh, and I, But I think maybe that, and I mean, I don't know Taylor Sheridan. I don't know Denny Villeneuve. I liked, I wish I did. But I do think that maybe you're on to something like there is a conflict in tone between maybe because I feel like if this screenplay was given to like James Cameron, we just James Cameron, like James Cameron would take would take this and run with it. And like Michael would have the same, Michael Bay when he did his way. like sixteen soldiers phase or whatever that movie was where he yeah. tried to do the military thing. Like a different director I mean, would. I mean, Clint Eastwood would have taken this and done something with it more because I. It yeah, would have like, been more he, like, look at these bad, like look at this, like we're the right. only ones that, so you can have your way think, of life. I think, I think like Clint Eastwood could get the could get like the, you know, Emily Blunt characters like, yeah. her shock down, you know, and her yeah. like her her kind of like her development, you know, fine. I don't. Anyways, I just think it's just interesting because like. All of all of his other movies, like Prisoners and Arrival and like Blade Runner and Dune, those are the only ones I've seen by him. And they're all so it's just like it's just weird because there's such a different style of movie that he would take on that like it's kind of weird that he it's just weird that he made this movie to me in his yeah. filmography. Well, I think this so is definitely one of his older ones it. at this point. I want to go back yeah. and watch Incendies, which everyone says is like was his big like he's made movies yeah. before that, but that was like his breakout movie. I know I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, and apparently it's more similar to this, but um, see, and that might that might. So that's probably that why that. you know, right, right, right. And Taylor right, Sheridan right. was, you know, they're like, we got this new Taylor Sheridan script, we got this Denis Villeneuve guy, let's fucking like, let's see what happens. And then Sicario, you know, because uh, I want to watch rewatch Prisoners again because on paper that one would be my favorite, but on paper because yeah. I mean like it's a very Fincher esque type thriller. Totally. You know what I mean? 
which is definitely more up my alley than, say, Sicario, because I made a bold statement earlier saying, I think this is one of his better movies. Yeah, you're like, this is your favorite one by him, is what you said. I've got it. I said it's it's like one or two. One or two. Favorite movie by him. I think Arrival. Which I was like, Arrival is my favorite. Arrival is the best. Arrival, it's funny because Blade Runner is my jam, but Arrival, I might like Arrival more in in Denise Villeneuve. I mean, I think I like. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Blood I think Runner, I Runner think Arrival is like just a tighter, more like it's like more well, his like, own thing. Like Blade Runner is great, but it has it has all the baggage. Like there's more, so much more That's baggage attached to Blade Runner. I agree, but Blade and Runner, like the huge he, world and like doing it's a the, sequel. It's great, obviously. Twenty forty nine rules. Like, he makes a really intimate story. That's what. That's what, like, e- even with Arrival, it's Arrival's a huge world. I think I like, like Arrival most because it's, with, like, it's an original thing. Like, it's an original it's screenplay no, I, I agree, where yeah. everything Arrivals. else he's done after that is, like, a well, sequel kind of waiting, and or for that, adaptations. Like, all of his stuff, he kind of throws in his own, like, his own vulnerability and his own kind of twist into it. And where Sicario just kind of did exactly what I expected it to. I don't know. I just See, kind of, I don't, uh, I don't like, know. Arrival a a like blew me away when it like because I just I was like oh I I was like oh I get this movie this is easy this is I'm totally following it and then it kind of does like its own thing in the third act and you're like whoa cool okay See, this is cool this I, is like I don't know I, I think the very fact yeah. that we have such differing opinions on Sicario makes it the better movie in my not the not better than Arrival necessarily but like makes it so strong is because. It feels, and this might be by part of it's by design, part of it may be by accident, but it feels so multifaceted that it, if you choose to f- basically, uh, what you take out of this movie can be so different depending on your perspective. Because it's like, again, I feel like someone like my stepdad would watch this and have your opinion, but love it. You know what I mean? Right. But right. it's like, but I like I it's I had such a differing opinion than that. Like I did not see it that way at all. But I think it's just about which frame of mind you want to attach to. Like, I feel like the movie is not necessarily has, like, a hardcore mission statement other than, other than like, these this crooked cop, like, you don't know what he's going through, too, you know? It's like everyone is empathy. Yeah, like, I feel like that's its only real big statement. Other than that, I feel like this movie, it's like, this situation's a fucking disaster. It's a fucking mess, and this is yeah, how we're dealing really. with it. I mean, to I the think that, and upper I think levels. That, that, and the ending take, scene take is with, take what you will out of it. Right. And the ending scene is if it didn't if it didn't end how it did, I would have I would have really hated it. If it was just the scene with Emily Blunt and the gun yeah. and then it and then it cut to credits, I'd have been like, "Ugh." That the ending with Back in Mexico was ending, pretty good cuz Back in Mexico and then you hear the gunshots and it's like and then they keep playing and it's kind of just like, "Oh, okay, I get it." That's nothing, like, that's the works, theme. That's that's work. the theme right. of the movie right that's there the, like, like yeah. And um, I, I'm like, okay, that that does make me appreciate it a lot more. See, Emily Blunt seemed like good for the character because like he was like, "Don't ever point a gun at me again, or I'll kill you." And then she does again, and it's just like, and right. he's just like, "You little curmudgeon!" Like she's like trying to still, like she won't back down from her values, but that's kind of like she's the wrench in the machine, which is kind of right. like interesting. That well, she and, she and she didn't get corrupted. That's the nice thing. She, I don't know, man. She's not. A, she's I don't not know. A I'm interested to the... see the sequel because I'm like, is she, she in it? I wouldn't. She's not, but uh, oh, okay. but Josh she, Brolin and, and Benicio del Toro are. They're the main characters, both of them. Well, they're the Sicarios, dude. <laughs> so I know. Well, that's why I'm interesting. It's like if they continued it on, like it's supposed to be like a trilogy, apparently. 
Oh yeah, that's I saw that. Yeah. And uh, three. so I'd be interested to see just what they do if they flesh those characters out more, and if I actually want that or not. Because I'm like, <laughs> I kind of, well, it's like I like the characters, but the, like I feel like the ambiguity of this movie is like the point. It's like the whole point is that it's just muddled. Like everything's muddled, and this whole situation, this you know, take whatever you want out about it. If it's the drug war, if it's immigration, like whatever, it's all fucking muddled and. Obviously, the FBI director is getting orders from someone above even him because they don't know what to do other than to basically have the CIA guy. The only reason he has her along in the first place is so he can sign off on operating with inside the United States. That's like the whole reason she's there from their perspective. And it's like that's such a like a flimsy, weird red tape. They're like, okay, whatever. That's just the one red tape that makes them happy. Sure. Uh, even though it's so inconsequential, and I'm like, that's that to me feels like the point. <laughs> and it's like, and it's weird that that's the driving force, though. <laughs> like, that's weird that like this weird, like, okay, inconsequential red tape type moment is basically what fuels the plot and the whole reason she's actually there. But it just like doesn't matter at all. It's just it does feel weird. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. So, I think that's it. Yeah, it just feels it just feels like. Just doesn't. It's just not like Damn. it's not super strong in a narrative. Yeah. But it, everything looks beautiful, and that's yeah. kind of my takeaway. Yeah. Themes, like, themes and character and story and aside, and those are not the I, strong this, points. The strong points are actually, the filmmaking. <laughs> the, well, this actually makes me. It makes me happy, and it makes me. I feel actually more, uh, more confident in my critique of Hell or High Water. Yeah. Because. It's Taylor Sheridan, and I'm kind of just like that's kind of the like crux of it is like he just isn't like a writer I admire. I just I'm not. He's not the strong. He's fine. I don't. I think, that's it. I think he's gotten worse just, ever since because he made everyone was like this is like the uh, the the new Western Frontier trilogies like Hell or High Water, Sicario, and then uh, why am I forgetting the other one? Holy shit! I just said it a minute ago. Was it Wind Wind River? Wind River. Good Lord. Yeah, Wind River. That was his other one. But he he wrote and directed that one. And Wind River is pretty good despite, like, I think it has a lot of the same flaws as, like, Hell or High Water. Uh, But it is pretty good overall. It's a little messy. But I do think that that crowd of, like, oh, he's making movies for us. Like, I feel like he (laughs) got on that train and was like he got propped up by it and they're like oh Taylor Sheridan he's the next best thing he's the one he's the only one really telling how real America feels um and so that's why Yellowstone is fucking trash but all the if you like Yellowstone out there i mean that's great but it's 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 garbage <laughs> and and his last movie know, was right? not very good it had its moments too though that's the thing it has its moments it's but yeah. but Sicario this movie I walk, just wasn't weird enough for me. Either. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we've said enough. this. We've said this but. before uh, with other with other films where it's like, and I, we've said it about PTA where it's just like you know, I don't care about the plot. At the end of the day, I don't remember the plot. I don't remember some of the characters. I remember how these scenes made me feel with the right. filmmaking, and that's the power of cinema. And that's what I take away from this movie most of all, and what I regard as the highest because the the editing and the tension with the music of every action every every set piece is so good and so memorable that that's i think what pushes this movie above if it didn't if those scenes didn't work nearly as well this would be three stars at best like 
Uh, but it's like those scenes I feel like are the best of their kind. Like I can't think of much that does like these intense, super ratcheting up, like ten minutes of really good tension. Like it's just they they do these scenes so well, and that's what the movie is mostly about. Like not about the theme or anything. It's just it, like I'm that's Denis Villeneuve right there being like. Yeah. I just want you just filming That's, these intense scenes. It's like he's a strong filmmaker, so I'm gonna go home <laughs> remembering remembering a few of those scenes. There's a couple of shots that like when they're when they're walking and it's like dusk and they're all in the like tactical gear. Yeah, and they're like cool. that's a that's a really good shot. Like that, it's like there are shots I will I will <laughs> it'll be imprinted in my head and I'll like, obviously Roger Deakins is the goat. Uh, <laughs> I mean, clearly, obviously, it's like yeah. But, all of and I I don't know I want to know what other movies he's uh, filmed for Villeneuve because something about Villeneuve's uh, color grade I don't know what it is in his movies he's got the color grade down and I don't know he does it seems like that's such a weird thing but it's like somehow oh, it, no, it's stylistic and vibrant but not like everyone it's still realistic I don't know <laughs> yeah everyone has like all the, like. There are like a lot of stylistic directors that have their he's own. He's got a look, grade. so and he's got a look like like Fincher's look. I feel yeah, like they're, for sure. They're pretty similar. I I do so, think that him and parallel, I but. think that yeah, him and Fincher are the closest as far as like they really yeah. controlled type control. Uh, yeah. The way they're they kind of muted. Their stuff. It's like muted colors, but they're deep. They're deep. They're rich. deep. Yeah, they're super rich because yeah. like the scenes, all the scenes of like the huge wide shots of Juarez. Of just like then all these like super cramped like uh, homes oh, dude, on the yeah, mountainsides, yeah, yeah, yeah. like those shots were always just like, yeah. God damn man, like that just looks like that's <laughs> that's the concrete jungle, baby. You know what I mean? I know, like, right? No, it really, yeah, it really does. Uh, it's nitty gritty. It's cool. Anyway, um, uh, let me we, uh, give me a money minute, and I'm gonna get a Reddit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, look at us Travis. sharing a brain. Oh, we do. We have a, we have a Travis. So that's, we'll that's get that in two seconds. Pleasant. Uh, this was a this box office. Or excuse me, their budget was thirty million, um, which shows. I mean, that it kind of that that's yeah, exactly. I literally would have said been, this that was probably been twenty-eight guess. to to like twenty-eight to thirty million dollars yeah. is what I would have said Same. for this movie. Uh, but and it grossed it grossed eighty-four or about eighty-five, eighty-four point yeah. nine. So it's like that's. I mean, that's that's a solid that's a solid takeaway right there. That's I like, mean, it makes sense why he he kept he can, being to make bigger and bigger projects. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. Uh, from here, it's like Arrival's pretty fucking ambitious, and that's when they started. And then after that, they started giving him big franchises. So I'm really excited to Which, see what he does because it's like I love Dune, but it's just like I always am scared when well, filmmakers he, get sucked he, into something. No, for no, like, he said, okay, if we can trust him, because I don't know, he might just follow the money. Who knows? But if we can trust him, he said, he said after Dune, he wants to make something intimate again. He wants to make something small. He doesn't oh, want to do like he, a huge he, sci-fi uh, epic. That's what he's been doing dude, for like the last eight. Ever since Arrival it, came out, right? Exactly. Like 2016 honestly, yeah, or something. Arrival. 2017. Yeah, right. Right. He's been yeah been these huge projects. But that was the thing he said that after uh, Blade Runner too. So I don't know. If <laughs> after be true. Blade Runner, he said it, he's like, yeah, Blade I'm gonna Runner, go be, do something grounded. And he does two Dune movies. <laughs> right. Well, no, that was the thing. But after Blade Runner, he wasn't as exhausted. So after Dune, he said he, he was like, definitely. he was like, I'm really exhausted. And so I hope he, I hope he does something a little different. But dude, Dune was 165 million dollars to make, and it grossed almost 500 million. <laughs> Dune like did half, half, yeah, nice. It's like a half a billion dollar movie, dude. Dune's really good, man. I'm excited to see. 
I like I I'm really excited to see part two because I really loved the first Dune. We talked about it a little bit. Did we talk did about we it last week? A, when did we? We did. No, because we did a Dune series, and it might be a bonus episode. Well, when were we talking about the bonus episode so much? We were talking about it recently because uh, we was, did. That was Hordorowski's because, like, oh, Hordorowski's yeah, is is the one that, like, yeah, that was a couple episodes ago. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, during Hordorowski's so. Dune, we were talking about Villeneuve because I'm like. You have to, yeah. Dune, like, we like Dune. We like the, the book and the story, but, like, and and we obviously love Villeneuve uh, for, for what he, he does. I think he did. He did it. He. I'm wait, Okay, I'm going to say it real quick. He did it. He made it as as perfect as you could to satisfy both both parties. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I'm going to say. He like needs. He did it. It, you, there's nothing. Like, there are going to be diehard fans <laughs> on each side that don't agree, but it's the only that he did it. The only thing it's missing is the art department from the eight, the eighties, dude. <laughs> I know, and we but but even then, it's very consistent, and it does. It, well, I, it, does, like, it does its own art I style very it, well. You know. I picture it. Yeah, I picture it from the book. I picture it very well from the book of how it is. I just don't think it has as much heart. Anyways, we can't do this again. Go listen. Well, Go I mean, listen we like we like Villeneuve. We do. We we. Do I do. Like I love it. I Jordan just, doesn't like I him think, as much, but. Oh my god! Are you he kidding me? I like him, him more than he you do. He hates I him. Like him. I like him more than you do. He says he's All a right. fucking hack. He told me. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, I said. I said Sheridan needs more. <laughs> he needs more work. <laughs> yeah, more Sheridan. Bring him back. Uh, get him. Get him out of that Yellowstone space. Let's see what he can I do. No, yeah, he, he's not. He's not meant for the tiny screen. He's meant for the silver screen. I know. He's a star. Uh, so Celtic Gaelic says. Uh, I bought this movie on Blu-ray. I love it. The composer said the score was inspired by the Jaws theme, but that drone you hear really made me think of the Skynet theme from Terminator 2. Uh, I can see that. Hell, hell yeah. That's cool. I can see that. Yeah, that's fun. Thanks. Um, this person, oh, he also says in a different comment, same guy, uh, I have to recommend another movie that I think uh, wonderfully well works wonderfully as a companion piece is Traffic. It also stars Benicio Del Toro, but Josh Brolin's dad plays this minor role too. That's fun. Oh, well, uh, that's cool. That is a good like. If you liked this, watch this. Traffic. I haven't seen it in a really long time. Um, uh, but it's I've, it's. I've solid. never seen it. Traffic. Traffic's pretty good. And I that was the first movie I saw Benicio del Toro and was like, okay, I like this guy. This guy. Right. This guy fucks. Yeah. Uh, so Clones of People Two says, just watched this a few hours ago and needed some time to process afterwards. That film was tense and very heavy. Film kept me on the edge as the pointless and cruel violence escalated, and I questioned the morality of it all. There was no right or wrong, only innocent victims and chaos. This was not the first time a Villeneuve film has made me feel this way, and the craft of this film is incredible. The cinematography is stunning, the score pushes the film along and amps the tension. At every moment, I felt that shit was about to go down, but yet I still felt surprised when it did. Villeneuve is a master of making thought provoking and engaging film. Can't wait to see what he does after Dune. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Cause yeah, nice. I'm excited. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to see what he does after Dune too, because I, I like to see him kind of come back down a little bit. I, 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 yeah. I, but that's the thing. How do you get higher than Dune and Blade Runner? Like, you can't get more high concept sci-fi than those two movies. I mean, he could just he <laughs> he he does an Avatar adaptation. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he remakes Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like, really though. That's it. There's no other. Can you imagine? You can't make anything bigger. Than can you imagine that? if there's some hilarious. loophole where it's like he got? He's like, oh, I can get the rights to Avatar and just remakes yeah. Avatar. 
<laughs> Even though James Cameron's got like five of them coming out. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, anyway. Right, oh, yeah, let me pull up Travis's Travis thing. is up there, please. Nope, I do not. Thank you. Thank you for commenting, everybody out there. You, yeah, we appreciate I always it. like the comments. The comments if are you wanna, If you want to get more in the mix, we're, we're really active on Reddit. And so our subreddit is r slash knowledge. You can come over there and check us out, comment. Yeah, please do. Um... Come give us your thoughts. Come vote on the movies. All that good stuff. Yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Um, you need to go on there, and I've, but it's just it's unfortunate because we always watch the movies so last minute. So <laughs> I do. Well, I have to, dude. I, I know, can't Sam. remember the movie. I, I watch it a week. I've tried that watching it a week before we do this, and then I I'm know. like, uh, I watched it on like <laughs> Friday. Oh, dude, you're, and I still kind of was like, it wasn't until we're right, writing the synopsis. You know, all right, here, here's Travis's. Hey guys. I really enjoyed rewatching Sicario. As the caravan entered Juarez and were driving to and from picking up their prisoner to bring him to the U.S., I began to recognize some of the streets from Mexico City. Even the freeway overpass where those people were hanging from looked familiar. So after the movie, I looked it up, and sure enough, the scenes that were supposed to be in Juarez were actually shot in Mexico City. Turns out Juarez was too dangerous at that time to film there, which adds to the realism of this movie. What I like about Sicario is that it poses a moral question of how should the U.S. fight drug traffickers and the cartels. There's the ethical approach through law enforcement and the legal system. Then there's the outside-the-lines approach, which breaks our laws to get results. So I'm curious your guys' thoughts on that in real life. Do you see one approach being better than the other and slowing the amount of drugs coming into the U.S. from Mexico? Thanks. Uh, thanks, oh. thanks, Travis. It's good to hear okay. from you. That's a, I, yeah, uh, we, thanks, this Dad. is actually a uh, foreign policy <laughs> podcast. So <laughs> I know, right? I was just about to say, it's like, yeah, we're like, yeah, we, we're, we're not, we're not qualified to answer that question. Dude, my, that is a, that's a question that's like, it actually literally the only way you stop drug trafficking using is I, the whole time I was watching this movie, I kept thinking like, like we're spending a lot of money on this and it's like, we could just have like universal healthcare and like, we could give people housing. And that would stop a lot of drug use. Like, in this movie, the reason I say this movie is very pro is because he, like, victimizes people who do drugs. He's like, there's, like, there's 20% of the population snorting it and snorting it and smoking it. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, dude. There are people out there living some shit-ass lives that yeah. don't have money, and drugs are a way to cope. So it's like, My, I just kind of, like, shut the fuck I, up. I'm just <laughs> like, let's just bring the drugs in. Just let them happen. And then we... Um, <laughs> like, legal, legalize it, you dumb fucks. I mean, this is, this is where now we're... Now we're an NPR podcast. <laughs> I know it's true. I know it's just like, <laughs> but I want to be able anyways, to go down to Seven Eleven and buy my crystal meth. One hundred percent, dude. Obviously. No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it's like because it's like the second you legalize it, people like don't victimize you. Well, but anyways, no, um, it works. It's not a bug. A very... It's not a bug. It's a feature, man. Because the people yeah, we spend we spend a lot of money on it, but it's taxpayer money, and the nope. people who make the money, like. Yeah, the war on drugs is fucking bullshit all the way from the, you know, from, the, the wire, the streets from, of Baltimore to tip, the fucking tip this. Tip to tail, dude. Tip to tail. From tip, but from tip to tail. <laughs> if it wasn't making some people fucking absolutely stupid rich, then we wouldn't do it. But well, it, it there, does, there and so like, we do. There's there's a large population that enjoy enjoy enacting the control that involves the violence. And all right. Like that. And, 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 all right. That. So but that that is a question that yeah. is like, it's an amazing question because it is huge though it's like huge. but i love travis you uh you're like our you're like our mexico expert i know every time when you said that i was like oh yeah (laughs) yeah every time we watch a movie that's in mexico you're like 
been there. Were the bodies hanging when you went? Because fingers crossed they weren't there. I hope. I hope you're. Uh, I know. I want to. Uh, I hope you're fine. This is a shout out to. Uh, he. I know he doesn't listen to it, but if he does, to Pablo, who is actually not our Mexico expert. Get a fucking life. <laughs> I know, like, I know, right. He call. I love you. Call into the podcast, and you can be the Mexican expert. Yeah. But too bad. You're not the expert of Mexico. Travis, he gets the official uh, expert of Mexico. I do like that. That always fun. That was fun with uh, you two, Mama Tambia, and like. um, That was a lot. That was a lot of fun hearing that perspective because obviously we're lived in. uh, Never. I've lived around a little bit, but no, I've mostly never. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What is this? The Midwest? No, this is like the Mountain West. I, dude, I yeah, I literally Region. I I don't know what you call Utah. I know. Utah, <laughs> I call, Wyoming, I Idaho, Midwest, like that's that's far away from Mexico as you can get in some. Instances. It's like West Midwest, <laughs> something like that. Anyway, uh, so All right, you guys. watch Sicario <laughs> and you. form your own opinion because you got two pretty opposite yeah. sides of the aisle type opinions. Uh, one thing that is totally agreed on this movie is. This, if you're a cinephile or appreciate filmmaking as an art form from the technical aspect, obviously a lot of fucking hard work went into this movie to make it look so beautiful and sound so beautiful. Uh, So it's worth watching at least for that. Everything else, uh, take or leave however you like, but I still recommend it for that alone at least. I think it's worth watching for sure to see. Well, I think it's in in Denise Villeneuve's catalog, so I do feel like even just that to like, to see a perspective on his creative outlet and like, right. And to see how he's grown. Cause honestly, I think you can see some traces of Dune with the desert kind of vibes uh, in this. Even arrival too. arrival. For sure. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely get like, you know, his, his fingerprints on this too. I want to go back and watch incendies for sure. So anyway, um, that's Sicario. Watch at your own risk. Uh, the uh, so Denis Villeneuve he's pretty good. So next, moving on. Next week, we're watching a another guy. Uh, we're doing. We voted. Did it end? Actually, I mean, I'm sure it's the same. I'm I just, think it's close. We I know who won. Yeah. So um, we are doing Wes Anderson this week. We did a poll to vote on him, and we are watching. No surprise, it was close. It is close, but we are watching yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel next week. Which I'm glad because I really enjoy it, but I feel like I can recommend this to more people. And so I hope, like, I'm going to try and get my brother to watch it and try and get some people to watch it. I'm actually interested to see his opinion because he started watching Sicario. Uh, I'm interested to see oh, what I'm his curious, opinion yeah. when he finishes it. He watches it at the gym in 20 minute intervals, so we'll see. <laughs> he, uh, well, dude, he always has a he always has a wild perspective too. I never know what Gat's gonna, what he, Gat's he, gonna say. He, he, and he he'll say if he says that to you, he's like he's like I'm an enigma, baby. Like he always yeah, just, right? he says like he's, you can't yeah. know I'm because you look at him and you're like oh he listens oh, you, to this yeah, shit kicker him. country music, yeah. but then it's just like yeah. I don't know but he, he uh, yeah. I mean, we are multifaceted. I understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Being, he's, he's a good. Can't goof. judge a book, but. Well, because remember, is, we were yeah. like, we thought he was going to love Northman and he hated it and then he loved everything <laughs> yeah. everywhere. And like. I know, right? We're like, we're like okay, cool, man. So well, and we, I got to shout out uh, Gat and all of our all of our Patreon supporters. Oh, yeah. He, Gat You're joined. amazing. Yeah, he joined us. But yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad. He's that asking for his stickers. He us. says, you better send him his stickers. I'll send him. I know. I got to get, I got to get your, I'll get your. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get it figured. But you can button. join them. All these cool yeah. peeps on our, on our Patreon. We got 
our, our other podcast on there that we do with our friend David, Cinema Ramble, a little more free flow. We got some bonus episodes, stickers. If you're real cool, there's access to our Plex server, which is, uh, you know, just all the movies that we watch for the film club are just on there. So I, I buy them and put them on there. So. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, so that, check that out. Limited. Help that's us out. Out a few, yeah, a few, a few uh, available spots. So yep. get in there quick. Check them out. Check them out. And Tim, uh, if you if you are Tim, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm gonna reach out. Send us an email. Cultusinmanology at gmail.com. If you are Tim, we will give you a discount on 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 the Patreon. One hundred percent. I'm gonna make a no. I'm gonna make a Tim a Tim tier <laughs> Tim now tier. For, for Patreon. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Guys. Anyway, so thanks for listening. Obviously, go to the Reddit. Check out all the stuff. Letterbox, what are you watching? Go tell us the thingies and go watch Grand Budapest. Tune in next week. Yeah, go comment on the Reddit. Watch it and then comment on the Reddit. Tell us what your thoughts are. Whatever. All right. You can even come to our website and comment anywhere. Just find us and find us out in the world. Yeah, I say you can attack Jordan on the streets. (laughs) I'll give give you his address and his route to work. It is. It's right on 35th, baby. Hey, all right. All right, you guys. Have a good night. Bye.